Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Brought to you by Visible Music College and in partnership with the largest online Christian music site new release today, this is Behind the Tunes, and I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Today with Blanca, you can learn all about her at officialblanca.com. Blanca, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, you're from New York by birth, is that right? I am, I am. I was born in New York, but I can't really claim it okay. because I moved when I was very young. So I was a baby when we moved to Florida. Okay, so Florida is your home. You live in Florida now. So what, how, how did you, as, as a Floridian down there, and you've had a long musical journey even to this point, how did you break into the, the music world from there in Florida? So I, um, I've always had a passion for music since I was a little girl. Um, I think very early on in, in my childhood, my parents realized that, you know, there was some, not only passion there, but some talent, and so... Living in Florida, the main thing that we have um, that many people know in Orlando is Disney World. So I uh, started kind of my musical journey, professional journey um, with Disney and their entertainment uh, program there. And I was about maybe, you know, 14 years old or so. And I was doing just stuff at the park or um, doing conferences for other schools in the area about uh, the arts. And so that was kind of where I was like, oh, I can actually do this like as a living. But then around 17 years old, um, I ended up giving my life to the Lord. And I started going to a church here, uh, my local church, which was uh, Faith Assembly, and immediately got plugged into these amazing, just like group of artists, creatives, musicians um, that would meet together every week and kind of have like a Bible study where we would work on music together and also like get into the word. And it was called Group One. And so um, that's where uh, I started. A lot of people know me from a, a band called Group One Crew, which is where I started in the Christian music industry. And um, from that Bible study, a few of us moved on to getting signed uh, to a Nashville record label, and uh, I was with them for probably over 10 years, uh, touring and, and just making music together. I think we did three or four records, and then I went solo, um, and here I am. It feels like a century later, uh, <laughs> still doing music and, and giving it my all. So when you're at Disney World, that's fascinating to hear. Like, what kind of stuff were you doing? It's so weird. It wasn't like... You know, I did auditions and they were like, you know, like the different TV shows and stuff that they had at Disney. But mostly what I did, what happened was um, the vice president, I believe, of Disney Entertainment 
was a speaker at my school. Like he came okay. for one of our, you know, how they, they have when you're, uh, I was probably in ninth grade and they have like motivational speaking, what you're going to do after uh, life after school. And so he came to speak and I was put to sing before he came. So I did uh, either the national anthem or something and, and he heard me sing. So afterwards he gave me his card and he said, I would love for you to come to uh, our offices and we can talk about maybe having you do some of these events with us in the future. So me and my mom uh, went and we started there where we would do some of those conferences and like in other schools. And then I did like the world's largest concert, which was like a choir concert with different schools all over the world. And I was one of the hosts for Disney, just random things, but definitely um, this is, I, I've never talked about this, by the way. This is so oh, I love funny. It. To this is like awesome. a flashback. But I remember being like 14 years old and getting my first like Disney check for like $1,500 and being like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, this is amazing. A 14 year old that my mom was like, whoa, what's happening here? So uh, it was definitely uh, a crazy time where I got to, to work with them for a few years. Oh, that's fascinating. We're here with Blanca on Behind the Tunes, official Blanca dot com and so in 17 you come to know christ and then you end up in in so the bible study was called group one is that right did i understand that correctly yeah and so it, then, it was called group oh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead well no, so, no, no. So, yeah so, it was called group one which is interesting to me so, so you just go to a bible study called group one and then group one crew you were just the ones that that were born out of that and i guess i, I never realized that it was just a bible study name that it began with and then kind of the rest is history that's yeah, fascinating it, it was probably 13 of us when we first started and we were all like artists or we wanted to be solo artists and the head people were uh manuel which um ended up being you know one of the main people in group one crew that many people know and then there was another um guy named paul who was the other like leader of the bible study and we would meet and just help each other grow, like just have some type of community. And if someone was working on a project, like I would do background vocals or one of them had a studio. So he would let us use his equipment. And another one was a rapper, you know, like just random creatives that um, really understood the, the meaning of needing that kind of uh, accountability and uh, friendship to help in the faith. Oh, that's fascinating. Goodness. And so, Obviously, your parents were supportive. Um, they were they were helping you and encouraging you along the way. Is your was your family growing up? Were they musical at all? Well, my parents actually ended up divorcing when I was really young, okay. and then um, so I lived with my mom and my older brother, which both are not musical at all. Um, my mom was, you know, she she loved art in in terms of like actual drawing and stuff like that. So she had that creative bug, but music wasn't her thing. And then my dad. Um, was he was the the musical person in our family. So he was actually the first person in my family who gave his life to the Lord. Okay. And then um, started bringing me and my brother to church, and, and that's how I came to know the Lord. But he uh, was a Christian salsa singer. So in Puerto Rico, where my family's from, um, my dad actually did music, in Spanish, which was like a, a salsa 
feel and um and he opened a church and just people knew him as like the the outgoing salsero that did christian music but i definitely get my my passion i think of of music uh from him a salsa that's fascinating I love your story already. We, we're just getting started. I'm like, man, this story is great. My goodness. Beautiful. Again, we're here with Blanca, officialblanca.com. Learn all about her. Do you do any salsa music yourself? I don't, but I did uh, two, I think like two features, which I have to get these things, man, because no one has really heard them. But I did two features on, on two of my dad's albums. One, I did a salsa and another, I did like a ballad that he wrote for me. Um, all in Spanish, and and those are the only uh, things that I have. I was probably like 16 years old or so, 17 years old, like singing this salsa stuff with my dad, but uh, I'm sure those would be great keepsakes to listen back to. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, you got to get those out. We, we, Blanca, the world wants to hear those, all right? We want to hear those. Uh, get here with Blanca, <laughs> officialblanca.com. Blanca, do you remember the first album you bought with your own money? Oh, I was just talking about this the other day with some friends. I think the first album I may have bought with my own money mm-hmm. would be either like an InSync or Spice Girls because I was obsessed with both. Come on with it. And then I think the first album that I remember receiving, like my first tape, I'm throwing, I'm, I'm aging myself yeah, here a little no, bit but you. i, yeah, right I was young you. i had my first tape was usher oh what it was um you make me one it was one of his first singles that he had and it was like the single and then on the back side it was the instrumental so i would practice it and try to like do usher run and then my first <laughs> cd was mace which is so crazy i don't know People remember me, but he was like with P. Diddy all the time. And it was the, uh, a birthday gift that I got for like my seventh grade birthday. So that's what I remember uh, in terms of music that I had and purchased. Can we just discuss the fact that, that Usher has been around long enough to have a tape? How fascinating <laughs> is that, right? <laughs> well, you mentioned Spice Girls, you mentioned NSYNC and, and Usher. Were they influences? influences of you musically kind of as you were developing who you were musically yeah i think uh i honestly feel like a lot of r&b was a huge influence in in my music growing up and then as a young girl of course like the divas of the 90s were like my biggest inspiration anyone from mariah carey whitney houston celine dion um selena like all these kind of like big um, female uh, artists that influenced a lot of that time growing up. And then as I started getting a little older and having like musical taste and being like, oh, I, I like this, it would be the, the R&B stuff like Brandy and um, uh, Lauryn Hill, you know, stuff like that that I really connected with. Blanca, if you could open up for anybody... Dead oh, or alive? Man. Dead or alive? Oh man! This is... <laughs> Completely I, I, unfair question, and I know it. Anybody? Who would it be? And think of it more from the standpoint of like you just got to, you get to be present within that day. Oh, that's hard. 
I'm going to say, at this, I'm just going to say what's on my mind, just because of what we've been talking about. But I think any of those idols from, like, a Celine Dion, I remember seeing Celine Dion live, and the minute, she didn't even sing a, a, a note the curtain just opened and she like slid through the <laughs> slid in the middle of the curtain with a spotlight and I started crying. I'm like, oh, she's incredible. So I think being able to just spend the day with her and let her know how like uh, we can and we can get into this a bit more. But my parents have both both passed away, and I think there's just something special about Celine Dion that used to bond. Me and my mom. The same with like Whitney Houston. All these songs that, um, like my number one song that I would sing at every talent show was "Hero" by Mariah Carey. So it's like there's certain memories that I have with my mom that I'm like, if I could just sit with these people and, and share with them how they've influenced kind of who I am today, it'd be great. But I guess that's a good answer. I don't know. Oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Stick to it. <laughs> Stick to it. Again, she's Blanca. Learn all about her at official. Blanca.com. We're here on Behind the Tunes. Blanca, do you remember the first song that you ever wrote? Uh, yup. <laughs> what was it called? I do. I, I, I honestly, oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I wrote a song in elementary school, and it's so crazy because the power of social media, I actually wrote it with a girl. And she found me on social media now oh, on wow. Instagram. So we've been talking, like she hit me up in the DMs and um, just, you know, saying that she loves the new music and is supporting. And I told her, I said, do you know you were the first person I ever wrote a song with? Like that <laughs> will always hold that memory. And we called it the Coca-Cola song. Okay. Because the, me- the melody of the song, I didn't realize it as I was, you know, creating it, of course. I thought it was so original. <laughs> After we finished writing it, I realized, like, oh, this sounds just like a Coca-Cola uh, me- melody. I don't know, like, one of their little, um, what do you call those things that jingles are, like, in the commercials? They're jingles, yeah. <laughs> so we called it the Coca-Cola song. But I remember it clear as day. Was the, was the girl you wrote with, was she, like, a classmate or something? Yes. Her name was Jessica. She was a classmate. We were in elementary school. So this is like fifth grade. How old are you when you're in fifth grade? Are you like 10? 10 or something like that, yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. So. Well, listen, I'm over here. I want you to know I'm making a list, all right? And so far you have a couple of salsa songs. You do with your dad you you need to put out there with us. And then we need to hear the Coca-Cola song, I think, too. You and Jessica, go ahead and copyright that thing and throw it out there. Let's just see what maybe Coca Cola pick it up, right? And then you just maybe <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Blanca, what's your songwriting process like now? Um, my songwriting process has been uh, quite a journey. Okay. I think when I started with Group One Crew, it wasn't my strong suit, or I or so I thought it wasn't, and. I just was like, please don't make me talk right or do anything. I just want to sing. That's all I know to do. And um, and then when I went solo, that was like one of my biggest fears. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to carry the weight of everything on my, my own. Like, I don't have the guys to, like, lean on and figure it out with. 
but it was a beautiful time of growth because it's in those moments where you're like, I don't think I could do it, but you have nothing else to lean on that you stretch yourself and you realize that you're capable of doing more than you actually thought you could. Hmm. And, um, and so now I think I, I really get excited about songwriting. I usually get ideas or, or thoughts of things that I want to write about, which are, I come usually from like a very honest and I use my life a lot in as a motivation and just topics that I want to talk about. So I have a note on my phone called titles and I just write things down, whether it's like sentences or poems or uh, just one word of like, boom, let's say a song that I've, I, I've written before is uh, real love or, you know, just things that I will write on there. And then when I go into the studio, I usually have a producer and a writer. Like a, It's usually like the three of us okay. that sit together in the studio. And so I tell them, this is my concept. This is what I want to write about. Or this is what I'm thinking the album's going to be, this journey of like, this type of emotion and things that I've gone through in this season of my life. And so um, I've come to realize that you don't have to carry the weight all by yourself. There's people that have a special gift and know how to bring it out of you and you can still be creative and you can still uh, be a part of the songwriting process, but you don't have to figure it out all on your own, even though you can, there's times where it happens. But for the most part, I love being able to bounce my ideas off of, a producer and a writer that together we kind of can form um, the final result. You talk about how, you know, you write out of what you go through in life and, and your experiences and things like that. You know, was that a journey for you to be able to, to be that honest in your songwriting? Because, you know, people are going to hear these songs and you know, I don't want to hear that or, you know, or, is that just kind of your personality of, of you don't mind just kind of uh, being vulnerable? Um, I think it's been a journey for me, um, but it's all just been kind of this really beautiful learning process. So I think when I first came out as a solo artist, um, especially in that time, like the first album that I came out with was, was like a self-titled Blanca album. And, um, I remember in that process just being so full of fear and determining everything off of like what I thought people wanted and, and the advice that was given to me. And, but it was like I was easily tossed with the wind and, and thoughts of people. And so I left that experience, even though there's amazing songs that have come out of that, like Who I Am and um, Different Drum and songs that I, you know, still get requested to play today um I remember being like I don't want to do that again like I want to be I want to feel like these songs are mine and um I leave my kind of stamp on them and so going into this second record that I did which was shattered I'm like there's no way you can go through things that I've experienced in my life and not talk about them mm -hmm. you know I lost both of my parents um, to cancer and it was devastating and it's like I could sing about <laughs> all these other things there may be other people's experience but I think this is the exact place that I need to be and and write about because I'm, I know I'm not alone in it so 
that's where it opened up for me where I was, I, I was questioning a lot of things in life. I was challenging myself. I was asking myself hard questions and, and it kind of trickled into my writing process and in my music. So uh, it's definitely been a journey though. Again, she's Blanca. Learn all about her official Blanca.com. Well, Blanca, you have a new record out, and I can't say it near as beautifully as you can. Renovada. Did I get close? You did. Come you on, got Renee. it on. You, you got it right. You got it right. I got to practice. I got to practice. Some of it. We'll make it. We'll, by the time we talk next time, I'll be, I'll be killing it. Well, tell us about this new record. It's a fascinating record. What, what was the idea behind this record? What was it born out of? Why Renovada for you? So, again, like I keep reiterating this kind of this journey of of blossoming and and, um, kind of rediscovering myself and just really finding my voice. And so losing my parents was the trigger for all of that. I think um, I felt like, in a sense, I was starting over and I... Just to put it in context, like both of my parents died um, around the age of 54. I was probably, you know, 29, 30 years. My dad died when I was in my early 20s and my mom uh, when I turned 30. And so it's not like, oh, her parents died and that's just the circle of life. It was very traumatic. And so I found myself just feeling like an orphan. Like I I didn't know where I belonged. I I felt a little lost and um and through those emotions, all this um, growth began to happen within me. And so my parents, my dad being a salsa singer in Puerto Rico and my heritage being such a big part of my uh, my background, uh, my parents always would tell me, like, Blanca, you have to do songs in Spanish, like your family uh, it would be such a, a blessing for, for your culture and, and these people that follow your music in English but would be blown away to hear you sing in Spanish. But I would always be like, again, like how I was with my songwriting. It's like, no, I, I, I feel nervous about that. I don't, you know, speak Spanish fluently and, and then I'm going to have to do interviews and then show that I, like, I'm not strong in it and it's just going to be this complete, like, horrible experience. And so I would shy away from it and then finally like in this time losing them I said I feel this like passion more so than I ever have before to explore my heritage to to discover like where I'm from where my family's from so I did this whole trip to Puerto Rico and did a documentary that's out on YouTube called Pedazos where I went to my hometown of where my parents were from where they grew up I went to my dad's church I visited all these places that were like uh, the foundation of kind of my Puerto Rican roots. And through that, I'm like, it's time. I need to make music in Spanish. And I did a few translations of my songs from Shattered, but I really wanted to make like original music that was inspired by this journey. And so Renovada came out of that. Um, the definition of Renovada is renewed. And uh, that's how I felt. I felt like a butterfly like I had gone through kind of all these stages of life of like uh, being you know a caterpillar shying away from these things and then going through my process and and then finally spreading my wings to really uh, explore all these things and discover who I am and um, it, it, it's been an incredible journey so Renovada is just an EP of five songs that I did in Spanish 
Um, but that's kind of the foundation that was laid into uh, exploring this new sound. Well, listen, if you any interviews you do in Spanish, if you find yourself struggling, you, I'm going to send you uh, me saying renovada. And you just say, listen, at least you ain't got this guy on here, all right? So it'll be just fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I know. And so uh, there are times where I'm like, I'm going to talk to you guys in, what I, in my strongest language. It's called Spanglish. I, I like to mix <laughs> a lot of Spanish and English words together. Uh, we're wrapping up here with Blanca on Behind the Tunes, official Blanca.com, Blanca. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, today has been just a gift, honestly, just to get to to walk through that with you and to hear it. I love to end with a little rapid fire. You got oh, your game man. face on? I'm ready. And if you need to throw some Spanglish in there for these, just go right ahead. What's the last Halloween costume you remember wearing? Last Halloween costume I remember wearing is uh, Jesse from... Toy Story, because oh. my son was Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Come on with it. What's your favorite junk food? My favorite junk food is McDonald's. Oh. The fries specifically. It's like they're they're addicting. I don't know what's in those things. Oh, I'm judging you. It's okay. We're going to bounce the bag. Name one of the I'm seven sorry. dwarfs. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Seven dwarfs is a... Uh, uh, oh, man. Is there a... Uh, I don't know. Is Lazy one? No, I know it's like no. droopy. No? <laughs> that's that's the eighth and ninth dwarves, and we accept both of those <laughs> answers. <laughs> would you oh rather God. climb a mountain or jump from an airplane? I would rather do neither. No. <laughs> I think I would want to secretly jump from an airplane, but I'm scared of heights, so I think I'm it's with not you. actually going to happen. But if in my... In the inner part of me, I would jump from an airplane. I'm with you. What's your favorite color? Favorite color is purple. <laughs> In the movie about your life, what actress would play you? Ooh, Jennifer Lopez. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know why. It hit me right. I said, she's going to say Jennifer Lopez. This is intuition. Yep. This is a thing. Whatever. What color is your toothbrush? White. You have a time machine for one day. When and where do you go? Oh, I would go back to a Christmas time with both of my parents. Beautiful. Alive. Mm. Favorite cartoon growing up? Rugrats. Oh, I love that one too. Chocolate or caramel? Chocolate all the way. That was the easiest <laughs> question ever. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie of all time? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. That's a hard one. Pass. Do I get one pass in these rapid fires? <laughs> yeah, but here's the here's the final one. What's something <laughs> you hate that everyone else loves? <laughs> I know. It came to me. Okay, all right, what you got? What you got? And it's not that I hate it. Oh, I get I'm it. I'm just not into it. The Office. Mm. Oh, we were I'm doing sorry. so well today, Blanca. I know. I felt the judgment. I felt the judgment. <laughs> you, 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 
you hit me with a left hook with the with the McDonald's thing, but I was rebounding. You come across right, right with the uppercut right there. You see, this was a setup. This was you know a what? setup. I feel <laughs> it's. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Uh, Blanca, you've been a ton of fun today. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys check out the new EP. It's Renovada. I know it's in all Spanish, but it's a chance for you guys that don't know Spanish to learn it, one, and enjoy the tunes, too. But I also have some some new uh, English music in the works. So you guys will be it. hearing that soon. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Blanca, we'll catch you down the line. All right. Sounds good, Austin. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. A special thank you to our sponsor, Visible Music College, a music and worship school that trains and disciples students for the music industry and the church. You can learn more about them at visible.edu. And you can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes.